This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. These DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie started telling stories of her childhood and how she really felt she was missing out by not having a cast mm-hmm. and not having braces and not having glasses and a right? retainer yeah. right weren't you I using wanted... your friend's retainer on a bus I did or something? I did try on Beth Perry's retainer on a field trip to the La Brea Tar Pits uh don't do that because they are fitted for that person and I wound up breaking it but I would also uh make paper like paper clips into little retainers. I'd put tin foil on my teeth. Oh, DIY yeah. retainers. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But why? I just because I, everybody that had them yeah. hated them. I, I don't know. I guess all my friends had braces, and I just thought, oh, they look so cool. It was right <laughs> at the time when braces you could get the different colored, and uh, and I really wanted glasses, so I would sit really close to the TV because what? my mom always said, "Stop sitting so close to the TV. You're going to need glasses." So you would sit close to the TV. In order in to hopes, ruin yes, in your eyes. Of ruining my eyes. So you could get glasses. So I could get glasses. You didn't live in the time like now where you just wear glasses that are nothing. Oh, no. It's just a fashion those, accessory. Those weren't around back oh. then. Um, but probably the most concerning was um, my my want of a cast. She wanted a cast I in wanted, a bad way. Yeah, I wanted Allie a cast. McKay, because, now why? Because your friends would sign it. Some friends would draw it. There was a, a girl in my school. She had broken her arm. And someone drew a Snoopy on it. I was like, coolest ever. Uh, so I would um, throw on the roller skates and uh, full speed launch myself downstairs. Downstairs? So I could fall on my arm and I could break it appropriately. I didn't want to break my legs because crutches seem like BS. I didn't want that. That's not cool. But I did want a cast on my arm. So I would always angle it so I'd fall right on my arm. Did you ever get the cast? Never. Come over here right now. Come here. (laughs) I will break your wing, Allie. So so you would go down the stairs to try and break your arm? Full speed. How many times? Oh, God. Uh, during my brother's um, baseball games, probably four or five innings. Because it's baseball? Just Yeah, so bored. <laughs> so bored. <laughs> All right, let's take one call. You know, we were having the conversation <laughs> off the air. We were saying, what if no one calls? Every All the lines line. are full. <laughs> yes. Weirdos. Uh, Deanna. Hi. So you identify with this when you were a kid? You wanted a cast? A hundred percent. I wanted nothing more than when I was a kid to break any bone in my body. Because I felt like all my friends had broken bones. And like Allie was saying, they all had casts. Everybody was signing them. And I was like, well, I want that too. Right? All different color marker. All right, so me, cool. Yeah. Was it so that you would get paid attention to just because of the I mean, cast? No, I, I thought it was so cool. You just thought it was and cool. Yeah. And it was just, I tried so hard, kind of like Allie was saying, to honestly like break my arm. And it never happened. <laughs> what did you do? How did you try and break it? <laughs> I, okay, I would always jump off the swing set. Like, okay, this sounds so weird, but I would always just, like, go really, really high and just jump off and try to, like, land on my elbow and just hope that it would break my arm. So you would purposely not land on your feet, hoping to break your arm. I feel you, Diana. 
I did break my toe once. You did? Oh, Only but... my toe. I played it. I broke it when I was like eight doing like that Dance Dance Revolution game because right. I was going too fast. <laughs> sure. But I wasn't satisfied because you could never get a cast. Yeah, it just has to heal itself. Just, like, tape it. Yeah, you, yeah. Bro- you broke the wrong place. <sighs> Are you yeah, still on a quest life. to break something? No, not anymore. Okay. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Abby in Long Beach. Hi, Abby. Hi. What's up, Abby? You wanted to hurt yourself when you were a kid. Totally. Um, totally. My older, when I was like four, my older brother um, broke his arm and was getting all this attention from everyone in my family, and I was apparently starved for attention. So You're like, what about I, me? I know. Like, what the heck? <laughs> so I tried to break my arm myself. How? By doing one-armed cartwheels off the couch. <laughs> and it hurt really bad, and like, I remember I did it the first time, and I ran over to my dad. I'm like, Dad, I think I broke my arm. And he's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, oh, I'll go try again. So I'm like, I'm again. And That's... of course, I'm like unsuccessful, but I like, I like jammed. I mean, I like hurt it, but I didn't break it. Unsuccessful. Oh, man. How disappointing. Yeah. How's we, life we going sucked. for you in 2018? You feel good? Everything you're happy? You know, Seeking attention? I'm 31 now and no broken bones, still no braces or glasses. I never wanted either of those, but I just really wanted that, like, attention. Mm. But I'm doing okay now. Good. Kids are stupid. Good. Right. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you for the call, Abby. We appreciate it. All right. Let's go to uh, Nicole from Huntington Beach. Hi, Nicole. Good morning, Allie, my spirit animal. Oh, my arm. My I was very strategic. Oh. My left arm because I was right-handed. Same here. So softball. Oh, and I tried to break that left arm. How did you try? And all I ended up doing is breaking my pointy finger on my left hand. That got me a popsicle stick. Budget. And some white tape. Oh, right? how that do you, sucks. How do you find a popsicle stick with yeah. a Sharpie? Nobody. Nobody. You're so disappointed to still though. to this day. You had braces. braces. Oh, luck out. Oh, I rocked every holiday with the, the red and green for Christmas. See? So oh, lucky. July, red and blue on the band. Oh. And always wanted the glasses. Had and picked out tortoiseshell glasses. Now that I'm of age, I have to wear glasses, and I refuse. And it sucks, right? So, right. <laughs> Oh, totally. And I try not to break any bone because now that I'm older, let's be honest. Yeah, it's insane, right? Not a good thing. No one wants that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thank you for the call, Nicole. We appreciate it. Bridget and El Sereno? Yeah, hi. Hi. Crazy? A little bit, I would say. All right. Good. Tell us uh, about when you were a kid. Okay, so I really wanted glasses. So before every optometrist appointment, I would... So cross my eyes in the hopes of my eyes getting, getting stuck. so horrible, but never worked. And of course, I wanted the cast. I feel like every kid secretly wanted that cast as a little kid. Really? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I feel every like every little, it. it seems like every little girl did. Yeah. These are all girls. <laughs> they are all it's girls. Totally it's very concerning. <laughs> Maybe it's because the guys were dumb enough to actually break stuff. That might be true. And yeah. girls weren't that dumb, so they were like, oh, we, but then you wanted a cast. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So how yeah, did, how did was, you try specifically other than the crossing your eyes? You also wanted a cast? Yeah, I wanted a cast. So there was this girl that had broke her arm on the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. So I would just like watch her every time on the monkey bars after that, trying to figure out how she broke her arm. But it never worked out. <laughs> <laughs> studying her technique. Sitting down with a little pad of paper, taking notes. Uh, what the hell is going it. on with yeah, Bridget? Totally. Oh, I love totally. it all so much. You crazy. <laughs> These Thank are you. my people. Now I would die. <laughs> Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. 
The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. DJ Omar Khan, you're back. I'm back. <laughs> Good lord. Yay, me. <laughs> you're having a busy day today. <laughs> I am. Thanks, man. Jersey Shore update, uh, B Team podcast update, and now we're going to talk about a superstar musician that you yeah. were lucky enough to be producing this week. Why don't you give us the uh, give us the backstory on what happened? And I'm very excited. We're moments away from another world premiere superstar song. That's right, K Rock. That's right. So so. Dave brought it to my attention that the resurgence of Toto's Africa, and this is the song we're talking about. Now that's the that's the OG. That's that's Toto's that's version, Toto. right? Right, right, right. That's okay. Toto's version. And a couple of weeks ago, Weezer covered it. So now you hear it all over K-Rock, mm-hmm. and you hear the original version on other radio stations. So mm-hmm. Dave was like, hey, I have this guy, uh-huh. this guy who can rock a, a version and cover Africa, and he will do it justice. So, uh-huh. so I went into my studio, and I was like, okay, I'm going to dedicate a couple of hours to this project, okay? okay? And we're going to make a killer cover version of this song. Yeah, nothing hotter than Africa. Right. With... Sam, the Armenian comedian. Omar. I mean, look, I love Weezer, Mm -hmm. but this version of Africa has brought them back in a big way. Mm -hmm. It's a a huge hit for them. So Sam, whose greatest musical achievements are far in the past at this point, it's been a lot of years since teenagers stopped spraying bullets at each other and Oh Mama, Oh Papa, and Sam's greatest hits— Maybe the magic of Africa could bring Sam back, too. Yep, absolutely. That's what we were thinking. I think Sam joins us on the phone right now. Armenian comedian, how are you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sam, turn down your radio. You're you're on the phone with us. Oh, my God. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Sam, 25 years we've been telling you. Turn down the radio. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right, it's going to catch up any any minute here. Sam? How are you? Oh, yes. Morning, everybody. Yes, turn the radio off. You can't listen to the radio while you're talking to us on the radio. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll go in the other room. Okay. Oh, uh, Sam didn't know that until this. All right, so Dave calls you and says he wants you to record a version of Africa, the Toto song. What did you think? Africa. I was huh? born in Africa, Ethiopia, the suburbs, dude. <laughs> Okay, all right, so it's appropriate. Okay, great. Did did you know yeah. the song, Sam? I've heard before, yes, mm-hmm. a lot, lot. Okay. I've heard all the oldies all the time. All right, and what did you think about the idea to have you record it? It was got mysterious ways it works, Kevin and Beans. And I was born in Africa. I no, said, you, you oh, that, yeah. yeah, this is mine. Okay. All right, Omar, pick it up. So what happened then? So he comes into the, the uh, studio just just stoned off his mind. Oh. Just, I've never seen Sam so stoned before, okay? Okay. And I have no patience for Sam when it comes down to recording mm-hmm. because it takes him forever. When, when Lightning recorded the Wing and Sam duet, the ACDC song, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I helped out for about five minutes and got sick of it and left the room. <gasps> oh, no. Okay? And Lightning sat down with Sam 
and gave them about two hours, and they recorded an, a great song. So, that is good. So I told myself this past Wednesday, I'm going to give myself two hours to record a killer version of this song. I have the original track laid down, and I have a karaoke bed right there, mm-hmm. and we're going to take it phrase by phrase so we get everything right on time. We're as close to it as we can. Okay. They kind of dump it into the computer and then adjust it. All right. Okay. Easy. So we start recording the first phrase, Mm -hmm. and it goes fine. I'm thinking, wow, this is not going to take as long as I thought. Right. Then Sam starts throwing a fit. Oh, no. He's like, hey, man, I know the song. We could just do it in one take. Just giving me all kinds of attitude. Like, give me, like, 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 just crap for it. Like, what's up with that, Sam? Hey, listen. I know the song, I I can do it, and I did it in one take. Didn't I, or what? Tell me. Okay, well, we're going to world premiere it, Sam. And guys, um, you guys just let us know how far into the song we can get through. So this is, yes, Bean? I was just going to say, um, I don't think I like your attitude, Omar. You're a producer. He's an artist. Okay? Right? right? He's oh an artist. You, you got to yield to the talent sometimes, You got to follow Omar. his lead a little bit. You know? All I didn't right. even think that didn't even occur to me. Being you, you know what? You are totally right. Sam, I am bad. Before <laughs> we before we hear your version of Africa, is there anything you want to tell us about how you were feeling while you were doing it and what the song now means to you? The song means a lot for the listeners and myself. It is great lyrics. So I said, Omar, I can take it in one recording, and we did it. Okay. All right. Here it is. Let's hit that world premiere. It's brand new music on K-Rock. Frustrated, Sam. You weren't anywhere near in time with the music. Okay. Oh, he's oh, listening to himself on the radio. God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. Sam. <laughs> just all right. Just keep doing what you're doing, Sam. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. Sounds like diarrhea to me. K-Rock. I have been uh, really excited about uh, this topic uh, since we saw the news break the other day that the uh, ring, that video doorbell, has been acquired by Amazon for a billion dollars. Oh. Do I have that right? Yep. Yeah. A billion dollars to buy the ring. By the way, uh, a couple of people in my uh, na- I don't have one. Do you, any of you guys have one? No. Mm-mm. A couple of people in my neighborhood have, and they just love it. And basically what happens is you're sitting at work, and your phone lights up, and you see the person who's on your front porch. It's a Wi-Fi-enabled camera on your doorbell, all right? Yeah. The fascinating thing about this story is not just another business transaction until you hear the backstory, which is the guy who invented this technology, the ring, went on Shark Tank and couldn't get funding. He got one (laughs) offer 
from a guy named Kevin O'Leary, who's Mr. Wonderful. That's Mr. His name. Wonderful, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and he turned it down. Listen. I'll give you $700,000. Respectfully, Mr. Wonderful, we're going to decline. You're dead to me. Now, with the $1 billion Amazon deal, Siminoff's decision turned out to be a really smart move. The video doorbell became a huge hit, telling homeowners who's at their front door, even when they're miles away at work. Why do they say you're dead to me? <laughs> Seriously. It's just a TV investment show. Seems aggressive. <laughs> Kevin O'Leary, by the way, who, uh, who the inventor turned down, wanted 10% of all sales until the loan was paid off, but then he wanted a 7% royalty on all future sales forever plus 5% of the company's equity. So the inventor said, I really, I, I'd love this boost. I'd love to get this investment money, but I just think that's too steep a price to pay. And as you just heard the news report, thank God he made that decision. Imagine how much Mr. Wonderful would have made had Seriously. he yes. sold for a billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> Some of us have one great idea in our whole lives. And then when we don't do anything about it, I guess it's kind of on us. Mm-hmm. Sure. But uh, time Mike, passes you by, doesn't it, Bean? Do you know what uh, Kevin is talking about with my uh, my million dollar idea? Do I? You've only told us all about it for fifteen years. <laughs> Look, it's it's too late now because right. now we live in a voice activated world. But back when we got Direct TV, and all of a sudden we had so many channels, and cable started to expand, and now you had two hundred channels, and you had three hundred channels, and nobody could remember what channel anything was on. You just had to scroll, scroll, scroll because you don't go to you know the movie channel often enough to know where it is. So the idea that I had at the time is that it seems so simple and so easy to do. Is how about a remote control where you enter in the alphabet? So you put in AMC if you want to go to that channel. You put in CBS if you want to go to that channel. You put in CNN if you want to go to that channel. And what did the investors say when you went to them with this idea? Well, I didn't really go anywhere with it. Oh. I just All I did was tell you guys about it. Ah. Right? That was as far as it got. But I, I really do think that that would have been something that people, if you advertise that on TV, I think there would have been a lot of people out there who would have thought, wow, it's so much easier to find MTV without knowing what channel it's on by just typing in MTV. And I think that maybe it would have gone somewhere and maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But that's kind of the idea that we're, we're getting into here is you had an idea that might have worked, but you'll never know. Do you guys have the uh, the equivalent to, to my remote? I, I feel like I do. Two Christmases ago, I was wrapping gifts and I was giving a gift to my agent for uh, still having me as a client after getting him no work or money. And um <laughs> And I, I really, he, he's Jewish, and I was, all my wrapping paper was like Santa Claus and, and Christmas trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to go buy some Star of David or Menorah, other you know, alternative wrapping paper, but I also don't want to be offensive. It would be nice if I had some that was a little bit more specific to him. I was like, what about double sided wrapping paper? Christmas on one side? little Yeah, and then also other parts of the season. Why don't you do like, uh, hey, it's a boy on one side, or you got, hey, like it's a girl on the other and for that type of, a, you know, baby. Uh-huh. And, I, and I was like, what? we are wasting a whole side of wrapping paper. We need double-sided wrapping paper. And what did the investors say when you went to them with this? <laughs> well, funny you should say that. The, from the TV show The Prophet, um, Marcus Lemonis, the, the the star of that show, he was on Loveline. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing is investing in businesses, right? right? And saving them and stuff. I go, Marcus, here's my idea, bro. This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Double-sided wrapping paper. Hmm. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. It's completely unmarketable. Uh, just do away with it. 
So now I'm and you almost. You just gave up. Yeah, I just gave up. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I'm going to say that because here's the thing: I buy Christmas wrapping paper and then I shove it in the closet until next year. Why not keep that Christmas wrapping paper out? And the next time I got to wrap a wedding gift or the next time I got to wrap a birthday gift or something like that, I just go right back to the roll and boom, there it is. And my wife says, "Well, it's going to be. Uh, it'll be." all ruined when they open the present they see the stuff on the other side. I go, who cares? Who cares that it has stuff on the other side? You know that the side that you had it wrapped with was yeah, dedicated sense. to you. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I, I'm going to say that may, it may may not work, but I, I think it was certainly worth pursuing. I like that you quit after one person told you no. Yeah. I did. <laughs> you had a genius idea. What happened next, right? That's what we're looking for? Yes, sir. Why did we agree to do this? Why did we agree to do anything? I hate us. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I hate us. Taking phone calls on you had a genius idea and no one cared. We're going to start with Beth in Upland. Hi, Beth. Hello. Hey, Beth. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. What was the great idea you had? I had several. The first one was the suppositment. I came up with a name for it and everything. It's for when you have really stinky farts. You, it's a suppository that smells kind of minty, fresh, or floral. There'd be different flavors. I want that. And that way, when you start to you just know, oh, it smells kind of minty, fresh all of a sudden. Oh, it smells like roses. But no one would know. And it hey. would mask the smell of your stinky fart. Hey. So the suppositment was my first idea. Hey, put this mint in your butt. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, let's let's all it's pretend we're, we're shark tankers here. What do you guys think about suppositments? I don't think you're going to get people to put mints in their butts. I know. <laughs> I think that some people in an elevator would probably be so thankful they did it. No, I don't know why Kevin has to be a hater, but I'm sorry that you're on the receiving end of that. All right, you said you had several ideas. What else did you come up with, And then Beth? my other one was the, it's called a bridal breeze. Bridal, a bridal breeze. Bridal breeze. You put, for, for women on their wedding day, under your big giant wedding dress, because it's really hot under there, uh-huh. and you get kind of sweaty. So you could put this, attach a fan on the inside of your dress to keep your legs and your undercarriage area cool <laughs> during your wedding. It's a long time to be in a big giant dress. And so I you're saying you put a fan in stuff, there? You can always charge a lot for if you if you attach the word bridal to it. You can charge a lot for That's it. That's very true. Sure, so yeah. it's kind of a cooling system for your under the big giant. All right, uh, all Allie, we're going to need you to weigh in on this because this is a lady product. Well, and it also works with like mascot outfits. You need a fan to keep your junk cool. So yes. who doesn't want a cool hoo-ha, especially on their wedding day? I am yes, buying it, Beth. It fresh and cool. I mean, yes. I'm never getting married. We know this, but <laughs> I I would like that. All Maybe right, even some bridesmaids would need it too. Yes. Yes. Keep coming up those with those I great ideas. The other one that I came up with okay, that I, look. someone already took was the Vita Cup. It's the cu- the coffee with vitamins in it, but somebody already took it, so I, oh, lost, I, I missed the boat on that oh, one. Okay. I'm not sure if they took it from you as much as they came up with it on their own, but thank <laughs> you for the call, Beth. We really very much appreciate that. Wow, Beth was uh, she she's on lot. fire. Yeah, uh, Guys. Let's go to Jim in Los Angeles. Hi, Jim. Hey, we're talking about genius ideas you had that never went anywhere or people just poo-pooed. What'd you come up with? All right. So a few years ago, I thought of doing dry fit or something similar to that material. Uh, it was a turban or a hijab. Or hijab. I'm sorry. What is dry fit? I don't know what that is, Joe. It's it's like it's moisture like a wicking. very light material that it's really cooling, like athletes use it. So it you know it helps you with uh, temperature and stuff like that. So in other so words, like for Nike people who wear for people who put something on their head like a like a turban, it would just make it a cooler experience for them. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. It'd Interesting. Be super light, you know. Okay. Um, just uh, way better all around. I would invest. Shark tankers, you guys in on that on the dry fit turban? Absolutely, because if your if your head is hot, 
your whole body's hot. The reason this became a huge thing for me a, a, a while ago is because actually in 2017, December, a few months ago, Nike released It's a thing now. Oh, so Nike came up with it and made it. Yeah. Okay. When I thought oh. about it like five or ten years ago. Yeah, wow. that's that's got to hurt when you have an idea, you do nothing with it, and then you see Nike making millions of dollars of it. And apparently they, they yeah. uh, use it a lot for summer Olympic athletes, too. All right, thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that very much. That does sound like a good idea. Yeah. Let's go to line four, please. Stanton, let's say hi to Scott up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Scott. Good morning, all. How good are morning. you? We are good. I am very encouraged by how many of our listeners are calling through who at one time had genius ideas. I did not expect our crowd to have genius ideas ever. <laughs> Look, if two well, of us can, I mean, honestly, what was yours, Scott? Mine is called the floon. The floon. The floon, yes. It's a little widget that I make that allows anyone without any training to make balloon art. Balloon animals, flowers, and things. Is that a big market? Well, I tell you, it, it was a pretty good market for me in the, in the initial parts. I put it in competitions at the Orange County Fair. I won first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a lot of money there. By the way, I don't think that's a terrible idea. Just like there are people every day who decide they're going to learn how to to solve a Rubik's Cube or they're going to learn how to yo-yo or they're going to learn how to do any number of things. There are people out there. I'm serious. There are people out there who would go, hey, it would be fun to make balloon animals. I don't know how to do it. And if there's a product that makes it easier to do that, why not? I like that you use yo-yo as an example. Mm-hmm. I think I would invest in Scott's product is what I'm saying. I th- okay. All right. All right I think you. we have time for maybe one more. Who do you like? Um, I like... Uh, let's see, Jeff of in Moreno Valley. Yeah, <laughs> champion. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Talking about genius ideas no one cared about. Well, my idea was a mistletoe belt buckle. <laughs> so, my and then what did Spencer's gift big... say when you took it into them? <laughs> <laughs> one of those big, gaudy country western belt buckles with mm-hmm. these mistletoe on it. Sure. Yeah. So yeah I think we understand. Into it. Uh huh. Looked into it, went and looked at getting the uh, impression molds and all that. Uh-huh. Said it was too much. That following Christmas, they were there was a display at Spencer's, and the guy said they couldn't keep them on the shelf. Is that right? And I was just joking about Spencer's, by the way. I had no idea that that was part of the story here. Well, now Kevin knows what he's getting everybody for Christmas this year. <laughs> That's right. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. They're all doing great, except for Kevin. K Rock. They're calling it the End of the World Tour, you guys. Avenged Sevenfold and Prophets of Rage with Three Days Grace, touring the country, touring the continent. August 22nd at the Forum, we welcome from two bands on the bill, M. Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold and our old friend Tom Morello from Prophets of Rage. Hey, guys. Hello. Good morning. What's up? Welcome to K-Rock. Thanks. Nice to be here. Tom, we see you about every two weeks, <laughs> but uh, we're always happy to have you walk through the door. But it's I don't nice think we've back. talked to Mr. Shadows. I did a little research last night. The last time you were on the Kevin and Bean Show was in 2006, if that's possible. Oh, it's been too long. Which has been way too long. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you back. Now, I get the impression from seeing the press you guys have been doing announcing this tour that Y'all didn't uh, haven't known each other long, is that right? Have you recently kind of hooked up two as days? friends? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've known each other for two days now. <laughs> I, I, while I'm familiar with Avenge Music, I we just met in person a couple days ago. Yeah. Oh, you're serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were our, kidding. No, no, our rock paths have not crossed until recently. That makes no sense. Not at a yeah. festival, it's, nothing. It's odd, but true. Yeah. Well, these guys don't play enough. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Agree. Um, Tom, is there ever a night where you're not playing somewhere? Come on now, man. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's you did your part. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's what 
But we haven't we, never played we, shows with you we've guys. Never, we've never crossed paths playing That shows. is a little bit no, of a yeah. surprise. Now, would you say that you are, and I'm setting, uh, setting this up for disaster here if this goes poorly, <laughs> but would you say that you are uh, mutual admirers of one another's work? I am. I, I was, we were talking about this the other day, that, that I remember when the Bat Country video first came on, and to me it was such a refreshing dose of unapologetic rock and roll in a time where, like, what I think, one of the things I love about Avenge is that it is trend resistant Mm -hmm. you know and um this summer what we're aiming to do is make one of those big summer rock and roll tours that i love to go to as a kid where it's kind of a gathering of the tribes and it's unapologetically rocking and there's a level of musicianship that you don't find at a lot of tours in venues yeah and i i grew up you know listening to k-rock and killing in the name was one of the first things uh that struck my attention um obviously listening to rock you guys were playing Bad Religion, you guys were playing Raging the Machine, you guys introduced me to System of a Down. So, became a huge Raging Machine fan, uh, learned all the stuff on the guitar, so thank you for that. And it that? probably, uh, probably uh, you know, started us on our path uh, pretty early. So you're saying if Tom is feeling sick one night? I'll go up there and play uh, <laughs> well, do your yeah, yeah. Wow. my single nice. finger uh, nice. guitar skills. That would be nice. All right. That would be nice. <laughs> hey, Matt, I'd like to hear you respond to what Tom said, and I think it was a compliment that you guys are trend-free. You do what you do. Has, it been, has that been difficult for you to kind of stand alone as other musical trends have come and gone during the years that Avenged has been around? I think we're... Thank you for that. But I, I, I think we're a product of heavy metal in general. I think it's one of the biggest genres in the world, but I think the mainstream um, continues and chooses to ignore it. And I, I understand why it's abrasive and it's, it makes you think and it's, um, you know, it's aggr- aggressive music. But I think when you play heavy metal, you can go to Brazil, you can go to Asia, you can go to anywhere in Europe. And it's a, it's a huge gathering of, of, of people and, and music lovers. And um, that's kind of how we've, um, you know, been able to survive in this, in this musical climate. It's tough, but at the same time, we play a genre that has just survived. It's, we're like cockroaches. We're cockroaches <laughs> of the music scene, and, and uh, people that love heavy metal love it for life. And, and, we're, we're and not, just, not just Brazil. You can go to the Inland Empire, and you can go to Inglewood to the Forum. Like, I've played mm-hmm, a totally. few shows with playing some rock and roll there that have been uh, Yeah, so I think it's well more attended. of the genre that we play, in, and I think we've been extremely lucky. I don't know what the... You know, we haven't cracked any code. We're just playing music that we love. And if you make the music that you love, people will respond to it. There's people out there that want to hear that stuff. By the way, Tom, uh, I don't know why Mike brought this up earlier today, but we were remembering. We were your one phone call from jail that one time. That's correct. That's <laughs> I, correct. I think you got arrested. It was, uh, yeah. I think it might have been your Gap protest. It was a, it was a protest uh, over by LAX, and I got one call, and I called K-Rock <laughs> from we the holding that tank. Very yeah, much. yeah, it was a spirited wow. conversation, I believe. Yeah, the phone, it was a lot of fun. Screener, it was so funny coming in. Tom Morello's calling us from jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, Attempting uh, to reverse the charges, probably. The only right. other person, Mike, reminded me that had ever made that uh, K-Rock is one call was uh, Steve-O. Steve-O called us in mm, similar oh circumstances one time. There you go. Um, I, shouldn't, uh, I should be careful because I don't know the answer to this question. I don't want to bring up anything uncomfortable. But, Matt, have you ever been arrested? Uh, yes, I have. Anything, <laughs> anything good? Uh Man, it's it's embarrassing. I have kids now, so uh, <laughs> you don't have to say. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I honestly didn't know, but we were on the topic. If you don't want to say, you don't have to. Yeah, say I mean, I, 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 you know, I. I Restless we all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I threw I threw a couple of punches at a police officer one time. Okay, all right. Hey, high school. Yeah, yeah. High school. <laughs> yeah. If you, you like, you can take on the world. You didn't you are, know he was a cop. And guess what? I lost. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> you fought the law, and the law actually did win. And then I had my dad come get me out. So Aww. you know, just, I you wanted. Know. 
I want very to metal. talk very metal, right? <laughs> <laughs> not not that, not that long ago, I was at, at my kids like kindergarten class talking about about it was some civil rights thing, and you know at the end of it, you know, because Martin Luther King had been arrested a number of times, and so one of the kids mm-hmm. asked me, he said, "Have you ever been arrested?" And these are like five and six year olds, so I, you know, I answered on and said yes, and then another kid asked, says, "How many times?" I'm like, "Uh oh, I'm like in some territory right here," <laughs> and I wasn't going to lie to him. I said, "I've been arrested five times," and then they're like, "For what?" And it was all sort of. Four of the five were civil disobedience kind of things. Mm-hmm. But all, the rest of the school year, like, every mom and dad found me like, like, like what sort of felon is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is walking the hallways of our every Like they is, don't want you in the parent-teacher meetings exactly, now because exactly. now that every, they know you're every a rap kid, sheet. Every kid went home to their parents like, Roman's dad's been in jail five times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't go over That's this house. That's fantastic. <laughs> I want to ask uh, both of you guys. Tom, obviously, lyrics in your band are often pointedly political. What do you think about the disconnect from some people who are just there for the music, who have no idea what any of the songs are about, and does it bug you? It doesn't bug me at all. They've always been welcome. I mean, one of the, like, first first and foremost, we're a rock and roll band that has to play a great show every night and bring it. That's it. You know, no one is going to care about anything you have to say or any of the underlying content if you don't deliver. It's not a, it's not a college lecture. It's a big rock show, and that's yeah. a very important part of it. You know, and from Rage to, you know, to Prophets of Rage... A lot of times people are drawn to the band because of the aggressiveness of the music. Then they're exposed to a different set of ideas than they often find in heavy music. And what they take away from that, I've found that many people do find that appealing. Some don't, but they're welcome in the pit. Yeah, people have different layers um, of their enjoyment of certain bands, you know. if The first layer is, let's go enjoy this live. Do I like the music? And then as you um, start becoming more intimate with the band and you start really figuring out the ins and outs of this band you start listening to the lyrics and you start trying to figure out what their ideas are and that opens up a whole new you know avenue of of, of a sort of relationship between the band and the artist but you know a lot of times you go to these shows there's twenty thousand people there and there's nineteen thousand of them just want to you know rock out and have a good time and get away from their kids for the night and mm-hmm. have a, a nice night out and that's okay well, that's a great way to end it. That's a beautiful attitude, and it sounds like an amazing show, you guys. The End of the World Tour, Avenged Sevenfold, and Prophets of Rage. Many dates also include Three Days Grace. It's a great rock festival for your summer. Let's not uh, make it so long, Matt, before we see you again, all right? Yeah, all right. Let's Thank you it. so much, and Tom, we'll see you Monday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. It's cool. I'm guessing it's many things. Cool is probably the one thing it's not. It's not. It's the world-famous K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lightning is a name many K-Rock listeners have heard throughout the years. He came to work here about a year and a half after we did, and he started on our show, I think, as an intern, if I remember correctly. Yes, sir. Then he uh, graduated to being a phone screener, and then he was the stunt boy for a number of years. And then eventually he became the producer of the show for a long time. Everybody then he left. say hey! <laughs> oh. Everybody scream! Then at some point, he left our show but continued on at K-Rock, doing lots of great work behind the scenes with K-Rock.com, working in the digital department, doing a lot of jobs. He's the guy who does the AIS commercials that you hear. Well, he recently announced that he was going to be getting out of the broadcasting business and going back to his first love, which is automotive industry. 
He's got a great job working with car parts, which he's very happy about. And I guess the uh, the theme of last week's B-Team podcast, Kevin, was kind of a tribute and farewell to our man Lightning. Yeah, he was announcing that he was leaving, and he asked Bean and I to be a part of it, and we were. And here's the uh, first announcement. Yes, I am departing the world-famous K-Rock. I was given a wonderful opportunity to join a great company, and I'm doing so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on. Ain't no more K-Rock for Lightning. I quit this bitch. That's kind of a bummer. How long have you been here? I have been with K-Rock since June of 1991. Holy crap. 27 years. Mother. I am very sad to hear this news. I'm happy about it. I have to be honest. You've worn on me. (laughs) (laughs) What a I'm really getting tired of it. <laughs> no, I, I agree with Bean. It's a bummer. It's a super bummer um, because you are part of the fabric of K-Rock, part of what makes K-Rock and has made K-Rock for over a quarter century something uh, special. And uh, you have lived and breathed this radio station, and, and I don't think I can think of anyone who has worked harder over those years than you have lightning or contributed less. <laughs> now, wait a minute. That was an insult. That's what you did there? Um... We tried to do a lot of stuff with him, and unfortunately, in the 90s, he was our producer and whipping boy, both at the same time. Yeah. Dave, see how lucky you have it, by the way, that we don't make you do the types of things we made lightning do back in the day? Jesus Christ. My God. Like like the meat suit. Lightning, have you talked about – you were our stunt boy, right, for a while on the show. Have you talked about some of the things that we made you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually quite a few. So the reason – You talked about the meat suit? We, I don't know that we talked about the meat no, suit. No, because that got shut down by lawyers. Yeah. Why? But it's, it's something we tried to do. Dave, do you know about this? No, I don't. Okay, so um, it was going to be running with the bulls, but we couldn't organize that, so it was going to be running with the pit bulls. And the guys oh were going to send me God. out to the Hollywood Equestrian Center, I think at Burbank, in a meat suit. So this is way pre you know those, Lady Gaga. Those yeah. like chain link yeah, yeah. body coverings. We were going to put meat on the outside of it, and he would run with the pit bulls. Yes. So and we, for some reason, the lawyers thought that was a bad idea. <laughs> no, no. You know what it was? It wasn't, it wasn't the lawyers. Oh, it was PETA. It PETA was, shut us that's down. That's right. We they were, were afraid that we would traumatize the pit bulls. Correct. Yes. By offering them free steaks, by yes. the way, which is all we were doing. Yes. All they had to do was self-serve. And I recall that uh, uh, it was not a single call about me. It was all about of how course. the dogs are going to traumatize the dogs. Like, I'm going to die. No, um, the terminology at the time was worrying yes, the dogs. worrying the dogs. Worrying that was, that was dogs. what they said. Can we do it today? I mean, oh, I prefer yeah. not. Let's do it today. You're not, right? an you're not an employee. <laughs> we can totally do it. Yeah. <laughs> meat suit. Meat suit. Meat suit. Meat suit. Why am I chanting meat suit? <laughs> Allie, that's the uh, the type of thing we used to make lightning do. By oh, way. man. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't love all of it. No. Uh, there was a time in the B-Team podcast, which you can get where you get the Kevin and Bean podcast, um, where we had to talk about our relationships with each other and who we loved and who we hated and why. I love everyone here. I love the air staff. I love I love you guys in this room. I mean, you, I know that. Who do you love the least? Sounds, <laughs> who do I love the least. I, it, it's, it, I toggle before between you and Bean. Do you? But like, yeah. Who's yeah. that most of the time? Me? You guys? Oh, no, Bean. Okay, good. Bean, Bean. Um, you took me. You took me to Vegas like a couple dozen times. Yeah. All you paid for everything, and we had an amazing yeah, I, time. Yeah. And Bean bought me, like, pancakes. So it comes down to cash. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's lightning. That's lightning. lightning. It comes down That's to cash. perfect lightning right there. Wow. Yeah. I'm, Bean, I'm his favorite because I spent more money on him. Yeah. Look, I can't, I, I, I can't compete with your deep pockets, Kevin. What's happening? 
<laughs> you guys were both my abusive brothers. Like I had You've never said that several times. And but... it's real. I know that you like. I have to get in that humor. out. Like, it's not in humor. It's in humor. You got, you it was guys in humor from us. Were you guys were you you broke my heart when you made fun of my my mom for killing my dog? All right, hold on like, a second. Hold on. Did we kill your dog? See, this is Kevin <laughs> Did we? being defensive. Did we kill your dog? No, of course no, you didn't okay. kill my dog. Who killed your dog? Who put my dog to sleep? Yes. My mother. Okay. Did she tell you? Uh, after it happened. She right. didn't warn me. Uh-huh. And were we involved in that process somehow? Did you did get- Did we get to your mom and go, hey, don't tell Lightning you, you killed get, this dog? Did you get my mom on the phone on LA radio and make her cry? I mean, I hope so. If she put your dog down without telling you. See, that's the oh, beat I love right yeah. there. That's the beat I love. She should cry. She put your dog to sleep without telling you. That's insanity. That happened. Think, listen. That I, was real. Listen, listen, listen. I love you guys. Honestly, I, I really do. You guys are my are my older. Abusive brothers. Yeah, we got it. No, <laughs> abusive. It, it, it's going to hurt to You leave. know we love you too, right? Yeah, I know you do. Okay. Seriously, though. Yeah. Okay. That was a, a, an emotional conversation. There's much more on the B-Team podcast, the latest episode. Dave, I'm glad you're in here as one of the co-hosts of the podcast. Yeah. What's, uh, so many people are asking, what's the future of the podcast with Lightning Gone? Um, I think we're going to take a crack at it and keep going. And here's Lightning uh, with his message to listeners. Do you have a message for any of the listeners? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I do. Um, this this building, these people, are it's... Uh, you're going to actually make me well up. Uh, this is a really special radio station. This is a really uh, such a great group of people that uh, the things that it, it's everyone here is working for something they believe in. There are no there's no one here that's just coming in to collect a paycheck. It was always about passion and, and wanting to make the best. The be- whatever, playing the best music, making the, the funniest comedy, the most sincere connection with the audience. And I, I can't thank the K-Rock audience enough for uh, for as many stupid blunders as I've made all these years and, you know, and, and, and laughable moments and stuff. They, they've been really kind. Um, and uh, I, I want to thank everyone here. Uh, the list is way too long. Maybe I'll put it on Facebook. But there's been so many inspirations in this building from Mr. Weatherby, who's been my mentor, Kevin and Bean, who I, I love so dearly. You guys. Um, Feelings mutual. It's just an incredible place. And I'm really excited about the future. The wonderful thing is now I get to be, you know, I get to be a fan again. I, I, I get because I started a fan. I will always be a fan. And it, it um I want it to, to continue to be the world-famous K-Rock to me forever. Well, just remember, you're not a fan, dude. You're family. Huh. Yeah. Thank you. I quit this bitch. <laughs> Dave. Right? Sounded like wisdom. That was some Hallmark S right there. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to a little – it was a little long. I was tired, so, you know, it kind of <laughs> hit me. It yeah. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Flame. It's time for Cheers with Beer Mode. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you, what do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh. Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Wow. Right? Mugs. Tell me about you and your bar. Same bar every time? Same bar every time. The only time I did not go to this bar was uh, when I did Cheers with Beer Mug at Lightning's uh, 
going away party. Okay. So we went back to O'Grady's in Granada Hills, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's the, the same group every time you go. For Sounds the most like part, yeah. for the most part, it's like it's like the television show Cheers. You walk mm-hmm. in, and the same people are at their spots, and hey, Phil, hey, Bob, hey, John, and you're one of them now. And I am one of them. Is I, that right? So nice. when you walk in, they greet you, hey, mm-hmm. mugs. They, I feel I'm like a I'm like a celebrity in there. <laughs> All right, <laughs> tone it down a bit. All right, so you have the K Rock microphone, mm-hmm. and you wander around, you talk to people who are drinking. Yep, mm-hmm. and you ask them questions, and they all give you some pretty interesting answers. What was the question this week? Question this week, of course. You know, we're coming uh, coming off a very wild St. Patrick's Day weekend, and there's a lot of imbibing. So I wanted to see what the best cure for a hangover was. Oh, see, that's genius. Because yeah. people that drink all night. Probably have the answer to that. Absolutely. All right. So, what's the cure to a hangover? I'm here with Big John. Big John. I'm trying to hold on. A Test one, two. I'm here with Big John. Ah. Test. I'm here with Big John. Big John. What's the best? Can I just butt in and say? <laughs> can I just butt in and say? Why do you keep testing? I because don't know. It's not the microphone not recording isn't the issue. It's you saying things. I might have been a couple down already. No, no aware of that, but I'm saying even then, <laughs> you're the problem, not the mic. So you check it every time before you then try again. You're trying to find out what, I, why I do what I do, Kevin? It's impossible. You just keep doing what you're doing is what I mean. I'm here with Big John. Big John, I'm trying to... Hold on. Uh, test one, two. I'm here with Big John. Ah! Uh, test. I'm here with Big John. Big John, what's the best? I'm here with Big John. Big wow. John, what's the best cure for a hangover? Well, in my personal experience, the best cure for a hangover is possum stew. So oh. I'm here with Veronica, not oh, Vanessa. Wait, wait, Veronica, no follow-up not- to possum stew? Sounds good to me. I mean, did you not have any follow-up questions or just, I was, just the way it was edited? It was normal. So it's you just, said, yeah, okay, possum sweet. stew. Sweet. Where can I get some? You didn't even ask that. I know. <laughs> All right. So I'm here with Veronica, not Vanessa. Veronica, not Vanessa. What is the best cure for a hangover? You got to clear out your stomach, so you got to make yourself vomit. Nice. Okay. Followed by a little bit of sex. Ooh, ooh, you know, I'm sex. Sent- After you brush your teeth, of course. <laughs> 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 ooh, is that a noise you ever want to hear, beer mug mate? No. Ooh, now, um. Is Vanessa not Victoria? Is she um, Ver- Vanessa not Veronica? Or Veronica not Vanessa? Is she um, you know hot? Yeah. <laughs> Ramson, what's the best cure for a hangover? You're a bartender, so you should know. Mimosa. You got to brunch hard every time you. Dr- <laughs> Wait, what? I'm here with Alex the White Russian. <laughs> Alex the White Russian. What is the best hangover cure? Oh, in and out 4 by 4 animal-style fries, and a large iced tea, and a blunt. You're speaking my language. Oh, child, you know. A little bit of the hair of dog that bit you. You know, you have to have a little bit, if you're coming out, the same stuff you were drinking the day before or night before. What if the stuff you were drinking the night before made you violently ill? That's even better, because you've got your stomach clean. It's empty. You need another bit of a bite. Clyde, what's the best cure for a hangover? Well, it's always worked for me. A nice little, um, you know, oral pleasure. <laughs> it, dra- it drains the poison out, you know. Was he giving you a look right then, Muggs? Like, yeah. Huh? His and foot. Uh, relieves the headache and relaxes you so you can go back to sleep. Oh, 
my God. That is a that is a fantastic answer, Clyde. The best way to cure a hangover at the uh, at that moment. At that moment, there's nothing you could do about it. Gatorade don't work. You just gotta either do another shot or drink again. But at the end of the day, we have uh, all kinds of technology in the world, but not one person created a pill or a drink to cure hangovers. And that's so crazy. Elon Musk is the next guy to do it, probably, right? (laughs) (laughs) If he's not too busy. Here's my favorite thing. The pause after this guy says it. It's a shame technology hasn't done it. The long pause, and then Muggs comes in with so little energy. (laughs) Elon Musk, guys. And that's so crazy. Elon Musk is the next guy to do it, probably, right? Excuse me? Elon Musk is the next guy to probably do it. Well, he put a plane in the, or a car in the, in the Mars or something like that, right? Yeah. 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 He can do it. He put a car on Mars. Did you guys know that? That was at the end of the night, I think. Really? What a surprise. <laughs> um, so none of them really know. Yeah, I, I think there were some good tips in there. Allie? I mean, there's nothing I mean, new. I think, Tear the yeah. dog and it's throw up. I mean, you sure? <laughs> I mean, Alice pointing. Alice pointing at the junk, sure. Menudo. Mm, can't eat menudo. No. Uh, my people make a mean menudo. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> the Kevin Bean Show mornings on K Rock. K Rock, K Rock, K Rock. Sounds kind of boring. I need some babe. Kevin Bean, this one thing I forgot to tell you, Kevin Bean. I need a woman. Woo! I need a woman. I was in Vietnam. I definitely need a Korean woman. My my first memory is I just love the buffets in Las Vegas. I love the flan. It, t- it has a lot of sugar. Life's a, life's a box, box of chocolate bean. Did you get her phone number? Yeah. Have you called it? Yeah, I called and she changed her number. How about that? <laughs> Why'd you tuck away some knives in a behind an air conditioner vent in a no, nondescript no, no, bag? No, no, seriously. That's not mine, man. I drank your milkshake. Well, I, I, well, I, I don't. don't for, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Why? not being this is america Woo! and now the further adventures of Joto, international man of mystery man yeah for the first time in 2018 Joto. Bean, how's it going it's going Thanks, well man how's it going for you good man hey you're gonna i i, I know dave told you about, about the mask making stuff uh, the mask uh, make, yes yeah tell us about this you're looking for uh, a lady uh, online you, now right you're gonna want to hear this kevin bean i know this mask maker he's been doing this for 30 years he, he He's based up in the Monterey Park, right, Kevin Bean? Okay, right, yes. Okay. And then I, I've, I've talked to him since 2012, and every now and then I do, but but I, but but I, but he asked me, why the hell have you, 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 you wouldn't you get serious and sign up, right? Right, uh-huh. so did you and sign up? On, on January 5th or January 6th, I did sign up with him, and, and he charged like about $600 for the whole year, right? $600? Yeah. Okay. And and what I and and what he did is he, I told I told him I, and, and he was having me looking at profile of ladies like he has books like from age wise from twenty to thirty and from thirty to forty and from forty to fifty right right sure and and I look at the, and and I choose between the twenty to thirty and, and between the thirty to forty right okay okay and and, and then he asked me to please list twenty different gr- girls twenty two different girls I was interested right? and I, and out of the twenty girls twenty two girls I list about twenty right. Okay. Okay. It's a pretty high rate, but go ahead. And then he gave me two, two, two girls. One girl, she's thirty-one years old, right? Okay. And she's a banker. And then the other girl, she's thirty-nine years old, and and she has a six-year-old daughter, and she's divorced, right? Okay. And where's all this going, Doe? Where's all this going? Yeah, your story. 
Yeah, because I went out. I went out with one of them, Kevin Bean. You went out with oh, which one? Which oh, you one? went out with you went on a date. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went out with a thirty-nine-year-old Bean. Okay. All right, t- well, tell us about it. How did it like, go? He, 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 it, it went pretty well. And then her her, her name is Christine, uh-huh. and she, and she's she's from China, Beijing, right? Right. And she used to work for IBM for 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 eight years in China, right? Okay. And after that, she used to work as a translator for the for the centralized government, okay, you know, at, at the top level government, right? Right. Wow. So 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 do, so, what do you think? So do you think that she, do you think it's going to work out? You think she's too 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 intellectual for me, Kevin? What do you think? Do you, do you think mean, she's weak? I mean, I know she's too intellectual for me. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but, but the thing is, is that is the, the thing is that I I I, I did talk to her and I, we we had a good time. Okay. But did- the matchmaker told me that dude, don't ask her. Too many personal questions about who she knows in top leadership, who she knows in government. All, all the, the, the guy just told me, hey, if, she, if she barely knows, you know, you don't, you know, just don't ask. I mean, that's probably good advice to yeah, start. I think yeah, yeah, play yeah, it cool, Doto. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and by the way, Doe, do, if you could pause, if you can just take a breath for just one second yeah, yeah, so we yeah, can yeah, get I a am, word I, in edgewise. Um, I'm being there's um, there's nothing wrong with dating a really really smart woman. That's just that's a bonus on top of everything else. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem: if she has a kid, and I don't, and I've never been married, if I don't have any kids, do you think that's going to be a disadvantage on my part? Being I think that's completely up to you. I don't know how you feel about children. I don't know how involved you're going to be. I think it's a little too early for you to worry yeah, yeah, about yeah, that because you don't know. It, okay, sorry to talk. <laughs> yeah, I know. But if she not if she and I we were not being, if she always takes her her six year old person. If she's always taking her six-year-old daughter, do you think that's what you think that's? Do you think that's going to be awkward? You mean if she brings her six-year-old on dates with you? She did. Yes, that's no. She did. She did. She what? What? Don't know. what? What? So on her first date, she brought her like, daughter. On the first date, she did. But on the second, in the, on the third, she did. Kevin, wait, you had a second date? Yeah, I did. Come on, I don't know, everybody. <laughs> Well, so how do you feel about her? Do you feel like there is potential in this relationship, though? You know what? Let me just give it a month and see how it goes, Kevin. But, but, but I'm also seeing other, I might be seeing other people too, me. Okay. okay. Wow, look at Doe. Spread it around. How about that? All right, well, look. Uh, here's what I'm going to say, guys, and tell me if you disagree. We've had a nice, fun, short conversation with Doto. We got mm-hmm. some good information. What do you guys think about leaving it here and then maybe checking in with him in a week or so and seeing how it's going? I, I'll talk to Dave about him and I will keep him in contact with him. All right, okay. I wasn't asking you, Doe. So <laughs> I was asking the room, okay. how do you guys feel about okay, us tabling I, this for now? I'm fine with that as long as Doto tells us he'll come back on in a week and give us an hey, update. Hey, Bean, if me and her decide to go to Seattle, can we visit you, Bean? Yes, yes you can. You can. <laughs> Absolutely. You're yes. No, no, you can totally visit me. Yes, you can visit me in Seattle because I moved away from there a year and a half ago, Doe. All right, we love you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Doe. Thanks, Kevin Bean. Bye, Doe. Doto, international man of mystery, man. Yeah. Bitter, predictable, whining disc jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. I can't believe I'm going to bring this up again and ask Dr. Drew this question. Uh-oh. Hey, Doc. How are you, first of all? I'm good. I, yeah, now I'm scared, but go ahead. Kevin was telling us about how sick he's been. Oh. And vomiting his body weight. Right, Kevin? Oh. I'm not exaggerating. It's, yeah. I don't think it's scientifically possible, Dr. Drew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you had the other end going, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is... I'm telling you It was a full guys, concert. I'm telling you, this is, this is going to be... Real Batuba? <laughs> This is going to be a major outbreak this summer. I, I've been predicting it, and it, my son just had it. You, you don't think it's norovirus, though. I do think <gasps> it is, and I think it's volatilized feces from the homeless populations. 
encounter that he drives by those homeless people so fast in his fancy car and he laughs does. i know he rolls his window up and looks down <laughs> right, right how how would he even have come in contact with that to get that he, set? it's almost impossible to avoid it in los angeles right now really? my son got it he walks to work he lives in hollywood and he said he realized now that he goes back out on the street he's passing it all over the place he wasn't aware oh. of it but it's if you don't pay attention it's all, all it's over in the, the air place. My and toilet, in the air. my yeah. toilet nope. tried to tap out Tuesday. Through, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. allow it. I, I'm so sorry, Kevin. This thing, this thing, the, the classic symptom is vomiting and, and diarrhea. Vomiting yep. very prominent, and yep. that kind of goes away, and then the diarrhea persists. Bad muscle aches, low grade fever yep, that yep. goes away, yep. and then the diarrhea continues. All of oh the above. My yeah. Gosh. Oh my gosh! Wow, I didn't realize it was like an. Ep- I mean, I know epidemic has a real meaning. I, I don't know if this qualifies, but it's widespread. You're saying it's widespread, and it has the perfect medium to be spread. And I'm oh. telling you, this is the leading edge. The next thing is going to be the ro- rodent-borne flea rickettsial diseases, and it's coming. This, and we, and it, our city, listen. I think our city officials should be held accountable for whatever. How uh, do we do that? I, I don't know, but they, they, their lack of ability to function as a government is what's causing the population to be harmed and in really grave danger. I can blame the government for what happened to me the last three days? Well, I wish you would, because there are people suffering in the streets. They're doing nothing about. Sanitation is failing. They're doing nothing about it. And now there's going to be a major infectious disease outbreak. Uh, this, but, this is why we have cities, because we've discovered sanitation. We've right. decided that we don't have to do that anymore in Los right. Angeles. But, Dr. Drew, and I know that this is a much bigger issue than any of us are ever going to be able to figure out uh, you know, in a couple of minutes. But I, I just saw that L.A. Times article this week about whatever the number was, 43,000, I think it was, homeless on the streets in Los Angeles County right now. By the way, let that sit in and sink in for a minute. 43,000 people homeless in L.A. That's County. shocking. In L.A. County. Yes, in L.A. County, right. But they were saying, however, having said that, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of beds that are available to them in programs that go empty every single night. Thousands of beds. Mm. And that's because, that is because we have decided politically it's more expedient to call it a housing problem rather than a mental, mental health crisis. When the fact is, this is strictly speaking a mental health problem. And if we expanded, there is a senator in California, in Sacramento, just trying to expand the role of conservatorship. There is a county supervisor. Some of them are working hard to try to expand the nature of gravely disabled. And if you do that, we will begin to erode away this very, very quickly. Because if you can put people in these places where when they get better, they look back and they're pissed at anybody that let them deteriorate to the point that they did because their brain isn't working because it's the nature of the condition, then you very kindly give them proper care and vocational rehab whatnot. They look back and they're pissed. I've seen it and seen it and seen it. What percentage would you say of that 43,000 are mental cases? 60. 60 percent? Yeah, it may be higher. And a large percentage of that 60% is drug and alcohol, well, IV drug users. And we are, listen, there were how many tens of thousands of needles were in the Santa Ana Riverbed? Yeah. And I talked to the, uh, one of the supervisors down there, and he said, yeah, that we got 45,000 needles out of the riverbed. Those are the ones we could find. The rest of them you're going to swim into oh. in, you know, Bosa Chica. <laughs> right? Oh. And so this, this is, and look, and their humans are suffering on the streets and our government is doing nothing in the name of what? Civil liberties? Give me a break. Right. So what is it possible for us to do? 
you, I, Kevin, you're going to be case one. We're going to hold the kitty accountable. Oh. You're, you're going to die. You're going to die, sorry, and then we're going to hold the Whoa. kitty accountable. Why do we have to start with me dying? Yeah. But, Kevin, you're the poster child for great change. You're That's step one is I have to be, die. You're going to be remembered so as a great guy. You'll help but, so many people. Yeah, instead of the Barack Obama hope posters, uh-huh. it's you. But nope. what about plan B? And instead of hope, it'll just say nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like any of this. I'm just starting to feel better today, and you want me to die. Dr. Drew, why are you in charge of this? Why don't they go to you and say, hey, you've got a lot of good ideas. Why don't you run this program? Because I'm not an elected official. I'm not in the you know Department of Sanitation Services. I, I don't hold a uh, – I'm just a loud voice, and I'm trying to push – our government to stop using human suffering and endangering the entire population of mm-hmm. Southern California in the name of a politically expedient message about housing. Stop it already, for God's sakes, and help the people that are suffering on the streets. Ladies and gentlemen, the next governor wow, of the great right? state of California right there, Dr. Drew. Can Pinsley. we write him in? All right, yeah, we should. La- last question, then. This is a, a serious uh, one. If your son got super sick, Kevin got super sick, other people you've seen have gotten super sick just from walking around, then there's no advice we can give people to, on how to avoid that, right? Yeah, well, there is. I mean, it, you, you pay attention to what you're walking around and uh, realize that, you know, these encampments have risk when you walk past them, and you've got to be really careful. And I, and I'm sorry to say, but if you're driving past, you're going to have to roll your window up and keep the you know circulation internal to your vehicle. Wow! Yeah, it's a mess. And, and listen, and the next thing is, pay attention to your pets. Do do what you ever you have to do to treat the tick and flea infestation wherever you are, because that's what's coming next is flea-borne okay. illness. I am telling you. Okay, I, I predicted I've... the norovirus, and, and I've been right. I'm right on this one, and I'm telling you, midsummer. Fleaborn illness. All right. I have one last question, Dr. Drew, and that is, do I still have to die? <laughs> nah, you know, you don't have to, but if you want to do what's right. <laughs> DrDrew.com for all of Dr. Drew's live appearances and podcasts. Don't forget, you can hear him on the radio noon to three weekdays on 790 KABC and download the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play for a doctor in the comfort of your own home. Thank you, Dr. Drew. We love you. All right, guys. Bye. The Kevin and Bean Show. Just, just, just not, not, not funny. K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Could I introduce you in pony play? Yes, please. <laughs> I would like to know about Pony Play, yeah. Pony Play, uh, these are people who have regular jobs, mm-hmm. nine to five jobs on the, mm-hmm. during the week. They pay the bills, and then the weekend, they do Pony Play. Which, now, is this furry adjacent? Sort of, yes. One of them dresses up like a uh, horse or a pony mm-hmm. that, with a bit right, and a little face mask that sort of makes them look like a horse uh-huh. and hooves on their hands. And then they run sort of like if they were a horse, mm-hmm. and they have games and competitions. Oh. And some of them are horse-drawn carriages, so there's somebody in the back with a tiny little whip, and he's like, come on, let's go, let's go. It's the <laughs> best thing I've ever seen. So I'm going to play some audio of it. This is just a continuous piece, so tell me when you want to stop mm-hmm. and discuss what's going on. Today we're out here having a pony play competition where people compete in events and classes just the same as real horses do. Get it! 
These events are very competitive. Just like a regular horse show event, we end up with some crashes and wrecks. People go down over the jumps. The competition gets pretty crazy sometimes. Right. The bummer is they have to shoot those people when they go down. <laughs> Does he have a uh, corn cob pipe in his mouth or something? Why is he talking like this? Uh, he, has a, the he's he, a he has a bit in his mouth. Dude. Oh, he has a bit. Oh, I didn't realize he did. Come okay. on, man. I thought he was just like yeah, a, the... an announcer or something. No. So, so, they're, so they're literally so... running and jumping over the two bars like horses do. Right. And they're running in and out of different things. It's literally yeah. a competition. That, wow. Yes. That seems like a lot of work for something that's supposed to be fun. But, but the thing is, they're upright. They're not on all fours. Correct. Which they're running on two feet, and then their hands have hoofs. <laughs> well, why don't they just run on all and fours then, like a horse? And then sometimes, sometimes they gallop. <laughs> like, stop it! What are you doing? Um, how do they get completely into the mode of being a horse oh. or a pony? When ponies put on the gear, it puts them into what they call pony space. And it, I see a lot of people that once they put the gear on, that actually turn into horses. Nope. <laughs> What do you mean, that? nope? I mean, they don't turn into horses. Have I mean, you they, been they, there? They, have you seen it? No, they may feel like and a horse. Don't know. They, they're still a person they dressed turn... like a pony. Oh, Bean, you don't know. When I put the bit in his mouth, it's like a ritual between us. He needs that transition to get into headspace. So how does she do? How does she accomplish that? She leaves him on his own mm-hmm. because he really needs to get into the pony space. And I can feel through the bit when he actually kind of changes from like human space to like pony space. Because I found for us, during play, if I just put him in the gear and then we go immediately do it, it doesn't give him time to transition. Right. I mean, he's still just a human with the bit in his mouth. Yeah, you don't rush him. Hey, Allie. Uh Uh-huh. She has a man. Yeah, she also has a... She has a man that Allie would never want, though. Uh, True, but she also (laughs) has a, a lot to offer up top. She does. I mean, okay. I'm just saying, this video, I couldn't stop looking at this. <laughs> I was like, screw the ponies. Holy they crap. were spectacular. Yeah. So there are some udders, you're saying. Sure. No. <laughs> Into his headspace that allows him to express himself as a pony. So now, and this is my favorite part of the video. So now they interview somebody with all of the equipment on. So yeah. he's got the, the face mask on and the bit and everything. You can barely understand a word the guy's saying, but they, they do a full interview. When I'm doing pony play, I'm, I'm pretty free and wild. I kick the cart. Okay, now this guy is a trouble pony. Yes, he, he is. This guy really causes problems because if he if there's a cart behind him that he's pulled, he'll kick it. That owner has to get him in shape because he's a wild cart and he must be dealt with. It's crazy. That was the hammer, you know, and uh, really just try to give him a really hard time. So they really have to... Uh, Try to keep us at, to obey, but it usually doesn't work in their, their favor. I really just I fall into that space, and I'm a pony when I do that. Beanie falls into a pony when he does that. I guess he does. Could he take the bit out of his mouth while he does the interview? Nope. That's the beauty of it. No, he can't. So I'm free. I run around. I gallop. I jump. I snort. I want and I nuzzle, and I get the head scratches. He, he does um, he does scratch his feet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he does snort. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's really out of control. Yeah. They need to do something to rein him in because he's crazy. 
A uh, listener has texted in from the seven one four. Please that, tell me it's going on someplace in Southern California. Not that I know of, and oh. I don't, and I don't know that this is true. But he or she says that Matthew Broderick has been doing pony play for years. Nope. What? I, oh, it's a Sarah Jessica Parker joke. Uh, I get it now. Uh, uh, see, because I get it. Well, well played. All right. Uh, this woman loves it. Maybe too much. It's a pony. <laughs> All of our outfits that we make are based off of bio-horse equipment or made out of bio-horse equipment that's been rearranged to fit humans and can get very costly. People are very proud of their outfits they put together. Sure. The tack, as the uh, the pony equipment is called, uh, is a very essential part for most ponies. But it's also very important to adopting that role and being able to change from the human aspect to the pony aspect in, um, in a headspace kind of way, like really right, get into character. Right, so it to be very normal and vanilla, upright, tax-paying citizens Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So to get to go out and pretend to be something else Ready? for the weekend is like so much fun. Go! The galloping. And it's about expressing your, your inner personality too, because so many of other people I'm sure I can speak for live... Um, a life Monday through Friday that's not really an expression of who they are, what they yeah. do. It's what pays and, their bills. And when you get a chance to come out here and you get to enjoy what you do and be around other people who enjoy similar things yeah. and enjoy it with them, it's a, it's a great feeling. The freedom to be weird. Yes. Yeah. I got to be honest. After watching this story, which I was laughing at most of the time, mm-hmm. all of these people seem really happy. Yeah. And it's really bringing them joy. It's it's nice, and it's also really nice that um, the countdown to the next oh. pony festival called uh-huh. Ponies on the Delta, we're only 287 days away, but it takes place in Louisiana. Oh. Bean. We have a man on Bean. the scene. <laughs> Circle it on your calendar. Are you going to be there and cover it for us like we think? Yes, you are. That's your Nay. <laughs> You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock. We were talking yesterday about weird Instagrams, and it got started with a story that Ali did with what's happening. Yeah, uh, the actress Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Turns out she has a secret Instagram account dedicated to her love for sausages. (laughs) So she just reviews sausages on this page and it's, it's weird yeah sophie's sausage reviews people were like how does it have twenty four thousand followers <laughs> well when people find out it's sophie turner people love her they want to find out where some of the best sausages are she started at heathrow airport made her way across uh to california she's just traveling the globe letting us know about sausages doing serious work here. doing work uh-huh. but then it got us talking about weird Instagram accounts that we follow. Not just like the cute dog or the, you know, cute kid that you follow, but kind of odd, off uh, the wall kind of things. And I brought up one of my favorites, and they haven't posted in a while, and I can only imagine, you know, something obviously is is going very wrong. I don't know. But cheese curls of Instagram. (laughs) Cheese curls of Instagram. It's essentially a guy that finds uh, Cheetos. 
Mm-hmm. That resembles other things, okay. and I'm telling you, they look just <laughs> like other things. One literally looks like Mufasa holding up Simba, and it's How's a that cheeto. It's a cheeto? I'm, I'm telling you, and he says in the bio, none of these Cheetos have been manipulated. These are real pictures, but cheese curls of Instagram. And I imagine turned... that guy's life sitting there just going through a bag, going, "Come right. on, come I gotta on. get to Seven Eleven right? today, and we gotta go through the Cheetos, honey. We That's gotta find one. Just good stuff." But there's another one that I turned Kevin on to because he hates all things royal. The royal family's not for me. Uh, but I thought this specific account <laughs> Hello, would Hello, we're better than you. We're all better than everyone else. Hello. I love that the royal family has an effect on oh, you out here anger. in Los Angeles. They're so terrible. You go to Kings games and you're affected by the royal I family. Am. What do you have, Stryker? What do all you follow right. that's interesting? Well, the, if you ever go shopping with your wife, and you go to the mall with her. Mm-hmm. My over-under from being very happy at the mall with mm-hmm. her while shopping is 28 minutes. At 29 minutes, I have a look of sadness and frustration. And you like, need to leave the mall. Right. Okay. So that's why I follow miserable underscore men. Pictures... <laughs> All my pictures of men that are frustrated at the mall sitting in women's clothing stores. That's amazing. Yes, 318,000 followers, miserable underscore men. All right, another account that I really like, as long as this child is not mine, I find nothing funnier than a child having a meltdown. So rage against the minivan. <laughs> 630,000 followers. Wow. Videos and pictures of kids having complete meltdowns with the red face, with sure. the mouth open, and the tears just streaming down their eyes. Is it video eyes. or just pictures? Because I don't want video. I don't, want, I don't need kids Kevin, to hear kids screaming. So that's Rage Against the Minivan. Another one I like that has 2.4 million followers, texts from your ex. Oh, so yeah. normally when you see the timestamp on these Instagram pictures, it's 3, 4, 5 a.m. The mm-hmm. person is drunk. They write. And I can't read many of these on the air. They're very dirty, but they're very funny. Text from your ex. And the last one that I'm going to give you, uh, and this is for anyone out there, but it's it's hot dudes with dogs. And <laughs> oh, this has right. four... 444,000 followers. Okay. And um, just in, there are pictures of dudes that are hot with dogs, and that's the account. And I follow all of those. Christine says she follows that one as does well. She really? <laughs> yeah, yeah she does. Fung, Christine Fung. What do you? What about you, Kevin? Right, I have two of them for you. One is passenger shaming, <laughs> which yes. I love so much. Yeah. So you'll see like a picture of somebody on a plane with their bare feet on the seat in front yes. of us. Oh, they're rubbing their belly. They got their shirt off. It's like these are the people that make travel miserable for everybody else. It's called passenger shaming um, on Instagram. And then there's subway creatures. Now this is. <laughs> This is a bizarre one. Sub- I just posted one on, on my Instagram. It's uh, at the Kevin Ryder, R-Y-D-E-R, um, of a girl passed out on a subway. And there's the po- one of those yellow poles there that you yeah. don't want to touch because no, it's no. so dirty. She's uh, licking it. Oh, no. That's my worst. Oh. Oh, right? No. Right? Yeah. That's oh. what I'm saying. And then every kind of ridiculous person you could imagine on Subway Creatures, uh, oh that's, that's, that's worth a look. All right, let's go to uh, William in East Los Angeles. Hi, William. Hi, how you doing? Good, thank you. What's the account you follow? Stephanie underscore Sarley. And uh, what it is, it's, it's um, like erotic fruit play where she's <laughs> touching fruit. But what's really interesting about it is there's a lot of this sexual in the window with, with female fruit. But with male fruit, she's always destroying them. Hold so on. she's shaving bananas. Okay. She's uh, 
burning eggplants. I mean, it's, it's, it's you're looking a at a striker. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. So there's a picture of that she's she does have her finger in a peach. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, weird. And the juice of the peach is flying out of the peach. And then there's a banana in a certain shape that she and she's holding the banana. How many followers? Uh, she has two hundred and ninety-one thousand <laughs> followers. Stephanie Sarley. Wow. Thank you for the call, play. Oh, that's, that hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> it I does. love that William's like, she's very aggressive with the man parts. <laughs> no, she said about man that. fruit. Did man fruit, say, yeah. yeah. Well, man fruit. He did, the, fruit. The he did say that. Um, let's go to Cal in Los Angeles. Hi, Cal. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? We are good. What do you follow on Instagram? Good. So I follow this uh, page called Miss and Jemmy. That's M-R-S underscore and Jemmy. So for everybody that's ever thought that they've watched CSI and they think that they could be a medical examiner, take a look at this page. Oh, no. You are going to flip out. No. They do autopsies? She's a medical examiner, so she does autopsies. She come across. No, um, sir. Where rare conditions, um, just crazy ER stories. It's amazing. It's amazing. I don't feel like I need to watch it. No, you don't need to see some of these pictures on <laughs> oh, here, Kevin. Oh, good Lord. I'm looking to. Oh. <laughs> oh. But it, it, it also looks like. have advisory content, so um, yeah. you have videos up that are, you know, watch at your own discretion. Oh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Allie just almost threw up. Oh, Thank dear. you, Cal, for the phone call. We appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Kristen in Whittier. Hi, Kristen. Stop looking at it. I'm Allie. trying to get out Stop of it. Okay. At it. Hi, Kristen. Sorry. Hi, listener. Thank um, you. So I follow, I'm a huge Simpsons fan, mm-hmm. and I follow, it's a uh, just bad Simpsons tattoos. Um, I can't see the name of the Instagram. It's, uh, it's the S word, Simpsons tattoos. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I mean, people send their terrible Simpsons tattoos, like, pridefully, and I mean, it's just, they're horrible. So they're like, not just Simpsons tattoos, they're truly awful tattoos. Awful, they're either spelled wrong, they're just poorly done, it's just. It's great. A lot of these. I'm on the page right now. Hober. (laughs) One person has Hober instead of Homer. And these pictures seem like they're drawn by a first grader. Yeah. That's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Thank you for the call. We appreciate that. I, I can't follow half of these. What about kids getting hurt? It's literally just kids getting hurt, and it's fantastic. I like that page. Why Allie. is it fantastic? It, that's all, what it says Ball on this smashing page. Into, I, um, really? Yeah, just kid in. fails. Yeah. yeah. Is all it right. just fails or they get hurt? Uh, I like I, fails. No, yeah, fails, I would say, more than just, uh, yeah, I don't think they're getting too hurt on it. <laughs> I just I like mean, kids. I like kids. Six of them died. Not being what are you hurt. Do? What's that? Five kids or six, or six of them died. Whatever it takes, no. five or six. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. God bless Bean. Um, you know, he's a great broadcaster and all. And he tries to help. He does his best. Wait, and we're... when we're trying to explain something that might be difficult, maybe it's not even difficult. He tries to jump in and make it more clear with an example. And they're never good. <laughs> because he's Mr. Bad Example. He's Mr. Bad Example. He really sucks. He's Mr. Bad Example. Such a schmuck. He's Mr. Bad Example. You'll see what we mean. He's Mr. Bad Example. His name is Bean. I'm going to say that that's not true. That's an unfair characterization. Is that and right? I, I stand by my examples until you can prove me wrong. All right. Uh, exhibit one. Yeah. I'm wondering oh. if there are any prop bets for the royal wedding, like, uh, you know, the flower girl falling down or whatever it is that comes up. I'm just wondering... <laughs> 
Do you think that'll be one? It's <laughs> a great I, example. If I, the flower, flower girl falling down. Well, I just, I was just thinking of things, that. things that could happen at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Right. He's Mr. Bad Example. Look, look. Right, right. It's unlikely that the flower girl would fall down. Right. So, so that just means there's super long odds on it. But it could happen. Right, but you're standing by that as a good example? Maybe not that one. All right. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about, but Bean thought I was blocking progress, that I was getting in the way of us getting wherever we needed to get. Boy, you're doing nothing but throwing up obstacles, man. I'm just, I swear to God. <laughs> with my attitude, there's no way this is going to happen? <laughs> yes, you're just you're getting out of your car, and you're and seriously, you're dragging boulders into the road ahead of you. All you have to do is drive in, dude. Just drive on in. It's a great, great example. example. <laughs> you know when you stop the car and you drag boulders in front of you? <laughs> Everyone's done that. Oh, God. He's Mr. Bad Example. I mean, come on. It's never, it's never happened not one ever, time. Ever, ever. <laughs> not once. Oh. Remember when uh, Allie w- brought in uh, Yanni and Laurel? Yes. That piece of tape where you could hear one or the other or sure. both or whatever. Well, this was the day after, and she came in and she changed her mind. And I clicked what? it, and I'm like, well, obviously you hear Yanni. What's wrong with you people? And then people were like, no, it's Laurel. What is wrong with you? Those are very different sounds. Yes, they are. And then people started fighting. And I will tell you, I woke up this morning and I heard something else. What? Oh, no. Yes, I was I was team Yanni, 100%. Woke up this morning, clicked on it. And I'm like, oh, now it's Laurel. Whoa. What's happening? What that's, is that's happening? Like, that's like, here's another great analogy, Kevin. Right. That's like you're fighting for the South, and one morning you just wake up and switch uniforms, and now you're fighting for the North. Right? So, exactly it. The Civil War. That's like a good yes. <laughs> He's Mr. Bad Example. I mean, do you, she woke up and heard something else. I don't even think that needs further explanation. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that... That it was a bad example only. It's that we didn't even need an example. <laughs> it wasn't an unclear concept right. to begin with. Okay. I think I knew with that one before it even came out of my mouth that I was sucked, though. It, sound, it sounded like even I was aware that that was, uh, that was a treacherous path to go down. We were talking about high school pranks. Most of them are straight-up vandalism. And I got no time for that. That just does nothing but create problems and cost you know taxpayers money. And that's not even funny. Vandalism is not even funny. That's okay, then I'm not going to tell three of my stories. In other words, in other words, <laughs> three. Here's what here's what I'm going to say. If you if you slather um, you know uh, KY jelly on all the doorknobs in the school, funny. If you put glue in the locks and then they all have to be replaced. Not funny. Oh, you I see. The, you see the difference? Why's it got to be KY? It's KY, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just because it's of... what you have on hand. <laughs> He's Mr. Bad Example. Should I have chosen something else? Yes. Because what would, what would who been... has KY on them? Well, what would have been the appropriate thing to make a, a doorknob slick? What should I have said? Any Anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Not a good example. Okay. No. Fair enough. And I'm going to let this next one run because I feel like we handled it in the moment. Better than we probably could now. Okay. And this is my favorite. You were talking, it doesn't have to be smack, but it's best if it was, to somebody, and you didn't realize that you were talking to that celebrity. And by the way, it could just be you found out after a disagreeable encounter sure. that the person you were talking to was a celebrity. Like, it might have changed things if you'd have known going into, you know, uh, fighting somebody at a supermarket to get the last banana. Good example. <laughs> 
<laughs> real good example. <laughs> Great example. <laughs> you know, oh, real good. I paused it in my mind. I thought I'm going to end up in a file don't if I don't come pause. up with something. Don't you ever pause. And you what just, I came up with, with the bad was racing for that last banana because you know how often you sure. go to the supermarket and there's just one, one banana left. Just that one banana because people leave that one banana all the time. We live in we live in Moscow in the forties, and then you lock <laughs> eyes. You lock eyes with guys across the, the store, and you go, "It's on," and you just start running, breaking out your shivs. I don't know why that was my example, <laughs> but anyway, he's Mr. Bad Example. I mean, come on. I didn't want to end up in this file, you guys. I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes, it's like you're fighting over the lone banana. <laughs> why Moscow? Why 40s Moscow? What's happening with because you? Because there are food shortages. That's why. <laughs> no, so you're explaining why there would only be one. <laughs> right. <laughs> you do good work. He's Mr. Bad Example. His name is Bean. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Introducing Rock and Roll. But is it real or is it uh, is it a joke? Is this the onion? What are we talking about? Oh, I think it's very real. Really? Yes, because that's what I think fashion fashion is whatever it wasn't last year. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Different for the sake of difference. Yes, and so that they can sell whatever they're trying to sell. This shirt from Balenciaga, is that how you say it, Dave? Yes. Uh is a is a is a shirt on top of a t shirt. Or I guess you can reverse it. Yeah, well, it's a T-shirt with a dress shirt stapled to it or sewn onto it. I guess it's Balenciaga. Right. And you could either wear the T-shirt with the shirt in front or wear the dress shirt with the T-shirt in the back as a cape. Boom. Okay. Now, wait. Now, here's... But wait, let me just finish the story completely. Okay. $1,200. No, sir. (laughs) $1,200. You are incorrect, <laughs> is what they're charging for the shirt on a shirt. Untrue. That's true. No. <laughs> it's not. There's not an argument here. Now, what I'm saying on is, that, what you're saying isn't true. You're right. You know what? You're right. It's $1,300. My bad. Fake news. $1,300. <laughs> I know when you see things on a runway at a fashion show, a lot of times those people, those fashion designers... They're creating art like they would be creating a statue or they would be creating a painting, and they're not in any way meant for actual people to wear. Oh, I agree. When you you see people walking down and they're wearing something that looks like they got an ostrich on their head, it's not that they expect people are going (laughs) to run out and buy the ostrich hat. Yeah, I got that. It's that they are trying to make fashion. You know, they're trying to – but this shirt, if you're telling me that this is real and it's a product that's being sold, Mm -hmm. they expect people to wear – Nobody wants to wear a T-shirt that has a shirt essentially stapled on front of it where you've just got it hanging off of you with the with the shirt's arms in the way of your arms. It's just it's, – it's not only ugly, it's impractical. Freddie writes in on the Kevin Bean Facebook page, it's not ugly, it's plain out stupid. F you, Balenciaga. Agreed. He's not wrong. Fashion trends that you either hate or don't understand. That's the topic on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Linda. Hi, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, Yes, definitely. Um, so male rompers, rompers for male. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? And then and then they want to wear a, male, a bun on top of that. Stop uh, it now. Stop, I really stop thought, it now. I really thought we would be past man buns by now, but yeah. I do actually still see them. Yeah. It does. Oh, yeah. No, it seems like it would have gone, come and gone quickly, but I think it's helpful for guys with longer hair. I don't know. And they don't, and they don't want to be ponytail guys. Yeah, right. I guess. So, man bun is better? They might do the pigtails. 
Right? Exactly. Thank you. By the way, Linda, I'm being reminded to tell you that they're not rompers. They're romp hymns. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for being politically correct. All right. Thank I'm you with Linda call. on that. Appreciate on the outrage that. there. Let's go to line seven, please. This is going to be Torrance. We'll say hi to James next. Hey, James. Hey, guys. How you doing? Long time listener. Big Thank fan. You. Thank you very much. Uh, the what? thing I don't get, and because of that, maybe that's why I hate it, are the high-waisted jeans that girls wear. I think it just really accentuates their fupa. And <laughs> it, it does. It's, it, it's actually really ugly if a girl has a couple extra inches or whatever. It's, it doesn't hide anything. And if they have a little bit of weight, they try and tuck it in. And, I mean, really, who are they, who are they kidding? Who are they trying to fool? Now, is the, no is, the, is the high-waisted jeans, is that, you know how everything comes around in fashion, everything from 20 years ago becomes fashionable again. Is that, they were big in the 80s, so it's kind of like time for them to kind of be back now and people are wearing them again, maybe? I guess, but let's just stick to, like, the bell-bottoms. That was okay. I was okay with that. All right. Okay, bell-bottoms, yes. It is funny when you watch a show that's set in the 80s, like The Americans, for instance, how crazy some of the fashion was. Yeah, and I'm looks- sure whatever you're wearing today that looks awesome, people are going to be mocking in 25 <laughs> years as well. All right, James, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's try uh, Let's try Vicky. She's line one. Vicky joins us from Irvine on The Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Vicky. Hi. How are you? We are good. Thank you. What don't you get about fashion? I don't understand Ugg boots and short shorts on the summer day. I, it, it doesn't make sense. It's like those Ugg boots at the end of the day can be so sweaty and hot, and it just doesn't make sense. These are people who obviously care more about looking cute in their mind than being comfortable, right? It does not look cute. It just looks like I don't know a, it does, a snowman wearing a short. It something. does look. It does look foolish when you don't know how hot you are with your regular shoes. You can't imagine how hot they are with the Uggs. Exactly. Why do people do it? Hey, I don't understand. Hey, look at me. Maybe. Let's try Frank. Frank's on line four. He's calling us from L.A. Next on K Rock. Hey, Frank. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you. I was calling on behalf of those uh, cutout jeans I came across. I thought at first it was a joke, and they're actually real. They're literally just the frame of a denim pant. Maybe the pockets are intact, and it's literally like the new fashion trend that's happening. Yes, we Beer Mug wore that at Weenie Roast, but we did it yes. in a mocking way because how can anyone wear that and be serious? Oh, God. Even in an ironic way, he should still be fired. <laughs> <laughs> These I don't... people need to be rounded up and sent out to sea on a barge. They're awful. They're the most <laughs> horrible thing I've ever seen. Do we know where that got started? Did some celebrity wear that and then everybody yes. else just said, oh, I want to be like that? Yeah, yes, I assume it's so. also because of the Kardashians, just like every awful thing on this planet. It's caused by them. It was caused <laughs> by Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. All right. Well, that explains so much. Uh, thank you for the call, and thank you for the idea to fire beer, Mike. I like that very much. Let's go to line one, make it Jeff in Torrance. We'll give him the final word on fashion trends you just don't get. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I don't understand what is going on with leaving your stickers on your baseball hats. Thank you. Your favorite sports team. Oh, my goodness. It's not even that. It's their price tags, whatever comes on the thing. Just... What about the shirts? What about the jerseys where you keep it on? Yeah, I, I mean, I play hockey, so I wear jerseys. I take all that off. It looks ridiculous. Why do people wear that? <laughs> I mean, it seems it's like the first, the first thing you do when you get a new piece of clothing is take the price tag well, off before you wear it. I don't think it's lazy, Jeff. I don't think they just don't want to do the work to take it off. They are actively leaving it on. Well, I, I think it's I, a statement think... where they say, I want to look this way. 
Right, right. You're right. That's for all the followers. But how about how did it get started? Whoever initiated that guy was lazy as heck. You know, <laughs> you know. Or, or maybe the idea is the the hat can be a year old, but if you still have the stickers and the price tag on it, people think it's a you know brand new fresh lid or something. Whatever, I don't get it. You're lazy to me. I laugh. <laughs> I don't get it either. All right, Jeff, thanks for the call. Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Hey, DJ Omar Khan. Good morning. How are you? Does this mean it's time for another edition of Jank Tank? It is. It's time for the jank. Welcome to the Jank Tank, where these janky investors will either help you fund your janky project or tell you to f*** right off. DJ Omar Khan, a handsome and debonair real estate mogul, and also CEO at DJ Omar Khan Productions, where he produces high-end events, and he's a really good DJ, so you should book him for your next event at DJOmarKhan.com. Kevin Ryder, the self-proclaimed king of Las Vegas, where he plays poker and does pretty well, but then hits the crazy horse and donates all his winnings. So who should you turn to to fund your loan? Bean Baxter, the wolf on Wall Street, who's invested a bunch of money in Twitter stock, but has actually lost money on the deal. <sighs> I am not a winner. And Ali McKay, who doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. Suck it. Those are your janks. <laughs> now let's get into the jank tank. All right, so Omar has three new products yeah. for us that are available right now to the public on Kickstarter or GoFundMe. He's going to present them to us, and then we'll decide whether we would like to invest or not. Absolutely. The first one we have is the Sensor Wake Trio. It's a smell-based alarm clock to improve your day. This alarm clock activates three senses, smell, sight, and sound. They're looking to fund $30,000, and it goes on to say, what if you could wake up happier, more motivated, and ready to take on each day with the Sensor Wake Trio? You choose from a wide variety of smells like coffee, the beach, forest, or peppermint. Oh, interesting. You could change them out as often as you change your mind. Stop hating your alarm clock. Start making your mornings better. This clock has a three-step process to wake you up. Okay. It starts with smell, then light, and then a relaxing tone to wake you up to ease your way up huh. each morning. Some of the other scents they have is orange juice, cookie, grass meadow, and chocolate factory. Oh, oh. I think oh, this is awesome. And that's not chocolate. Actually, not a bad-looking clock either. No. Um, I Are the smells a... hackable? <laughs> oh, no. Well, that would... That, oh, I, yeah. Because I, yeah, yeah, I think that would be awesome. Like, imagine if you could put, like, you know, uh, switch out the capsule and put a fart smell in oh, there. Oh. <laughs> I knew it was going to turn ugly with Omar being uh, And then um, the light... And yeah. then the part uh-huh. sounds. I'm there scared, right? yeah. mm. I am not. I'm not a. I want to wake up with the smells guy. I. I don't need that first thing right out of right out of bed before I even out of bed. I think I'm going to pass on this. This is not for me. Really? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like a little aromatherapy and a light wake up instead of that jolt mm-hmm. could actually be really beneficial to your health in the long run. I, I want to smell some peppermint. Mm-hmm. I want some like delightful light. Bathing my body as I rest. You're and not then sun tanning. Oh, what are you talking right. about? <laughs> I am in. That's cool, Janky, huh? Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Kev Dog? Um, I'm afraid of the smells. Okay. Because I don't think they'll smell like they're supposed to. Okay. And then what if you what if they get old? They last for thirty days and then you replace them. I'm with Bean. I'm I don't need to be woken up with a really with a nice smell. Um, I don't buy it. I'm in because I am a very smell guy. Like I, I'm a guy who's a very smelly guy. I know that. (laughs) I, 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 I buy a lot of potpourri. 
and I like my house smelling sure. a certain way. So if I could wake up to a smell instead of like mm-hmm. Ali, Ali said, like a really jarring thing, I'm all in. Okay. With the contingency that they develop a fart scent. So oh. it, okay, one so. contingent. So it's based on that whether they get your support or not. Yes. All right. Let's and also, on. don't use the word potpourri ever. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What about poopery? Fine. I bought you that for Christmas. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Zen Towel is our next product. What is this? The Zen Towel is an optimum towel for your sensitive skin. It's highly absorbent, fluffy, soft, and dries quickly. Through the airy design, it prevents bacterial growth. Here's a little audio. Did you know the most germ-infested objects in your home are your towels? Yes. The reason is the moisture that stays for too long, raising sickness-causing bacteria, making your towels smelly and unhealthy for your skin. Meet Zen Towel. It has a high absorbency, dries fast to stay clean, and gets softer with every day. The secret is the waffle weave. The little honeycomb-like pockets build a third dimension to maximize the surface of the towel. Common towels can take up to 24 hours to dry out. Zen Towel dries immediately after your shower. Okay. She needs to speak up, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have – a towel, to me, is not an invention that needs uh, further work. Yeah, Towels I, are successful the way they are. Mm-hmm. It's a good product. I have no complaints about towels as they currently stand. I am going to pass on the Zen towel. Okay. Allie? Um, I just saw a picture of the Zen towel, and that is every towel at a spa that you're like, I am uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good against my skin. Oh, is that right? And I say to myself, hey, if your towels are getting a ton of bacteria, maybe wash your freaking towels, you dirty <laughs> baby. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> I believe I'm out as well. You know There's what? nothing wrong. Here's the thing. A lot of stuff comes along and they go, okay, here's the problem. And it's not really a problem. Right. Towels are fine. You just wash right. them. Just wash them. Right. So so your solution to this non-problem, I don't need. I'm with you guys. So I'm out. Okay. Right, I'm okay. with you guys. Um, right, one more. The last product is everybody likes to improve their hygiene. So if everybody could be, be a little cleaner, mm-hmm. people would do it, right? Sure. I'm going to play this little bit of audio and then I'll give you more details. We have been using the toothbrush for ages. They do a decent job in cleaning our teeth. However, it is hard to brush our teeth as well as dentists suggest, no matter what kind of brush we use. Now there's Chiz, the I'm revolutionary sorry? toothbrush. I'm sorry, hold I'm on. Sorry. Wait, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I don't think we can say that. I don't think we can say that on the air. Chiz. Chiz. Spell it. C H I Z Z. Chiz. No, don't call it the, that. The, no, oh, no. The Not Chiz my toothbrush. Mouth. No, sir. Now there's Chiz. The revolutionary toothbrush fits your mouth perfectly and covers every one of your teeth. Chiz is very easy to use. No. I mean, I come. Is he still the... saying C H? It's Chiz. Yes, Chiz. Chiz is very easy to use. It, it, absolutely, yes. okay. right, Ali? Pop into your mouth and okay, wipe down slightly. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry, I stopped it at the wrong time. I want to hear that whole that whole phrase. Pop into your mouth. And bite down slightly. No, no, no one wants that. I've, no I've been told that. my whole adult life, don't bite. Is that wrong? No, you're right. Okay. Yeah, right. Let's hear some more. And it will automatically start brushing your teeth for 30 seconds. Chiz helps you brush your teeth automatically and correctly. Your teeth will feel clean and fresh every day and night 
after using chiz. I don't think so. Chiz. I don't think my mouth is, is it's fresh. Be, it's going to be minty fresh. The product is basically a mouthpiece mm-hmm. with bristles around it. So you pop, you put the um, toothpaste in this mouthpiece with the bristles, and you put it in your mouth. It has a little motor with the bristles um, motorized, and then it brushes your teeth for 30 seconds. Come on. Okay? Do we need this? Absolutely not. What's the name of it? It's Chiz. After using Chiz. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm way out. Sorry. Just based on the... F- and by the way, you can brush your teeth just fine like you How did. How lazy you are you? Yeah. But you, <laughs> you can't actually your use your hand to brush. You know what I don't need? Chiz. <laughs> so I'm out. You know what? I'm in because I need the Chiz, man. Oh. It's my favorite part of the show when they have the crazies on. I know. I feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so funny. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. How about some great news? When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news! See, not everybody is crap, you guys. Some people are really, really cool and really, really nice and do really nice and sweet things for others, Agreed. right? Agreed, yeah. I watch a lot of news, by the way. Kevin, what? you do or do not watch much news? I don't, mostly because... Watch the news because I'm a kid. Oh, that's right, because you're a kid. Yes. Right. By the way, you, and for the reason that it's super depressing. It's super mm-hmm. depressing, yeah. Bad news makes news. Good news doesn't most of the time, and that's why we try to shine the spotlight on it once a week here on The Kevin and Bean Show. Bradley Butler is the young man's name. He is very quiet. He is very shy. He is very introverted. He also has autism. He is 15 years old. He lives in Russellville, Arkansas. And he had a birthday party recently. Here's his dad telling us what happened. Bradley turned 15 last Tuesday, so we decided to have his birthday at the garage arcade. Ben Butler says he sent out invitations two weeks prior, inviting all of Bradley's friends to celebrate. Had about 30 RSVP to the party, and and we had um, two of Bradley's friends and one adult show up. That's when he decided to call in a favor from a friend. So two kids of the 30 oh, that they sent a birthday invitation to is so heartbreaking. So dad goes, oh, man, Bradley deserves better than this. You know, we rented out this arcade. We got nobody here. So this friend that he called is one of his best friends for 14 years, a man named Justin Conway, who was a police officer with the Russellville Police Department. Well, the officer not only agreed to come, he agreed to stock the party with fellow officers. He hollered at me and and, uh, told me kind of what was going on uh, with Bradley's birthday party. And the next thing I knew, we had... I believe eight officers and seven patrol cars and the Russell Fire Department. So all these police and fire people start coming up, and Bradley is just so excited to get his. They bring him a little police uniform, you know, not a regular one that they would wear, but like souvenir type thing, and uh, getting his pictures taken with the police cars and with the fire engines. And, I don't know. How much of a party can it be with the fuzz, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? They were they were doing the right thing, Kevin. They, That's what I meant. They were there. And Bradley had the time of his life and said, oh, man, the people who didn't come to this party, they really missed out because it was a great party and he loved being with the police and fire department so much he said if i have a party next year i'm going to invite all these guys to because they were so cool how sweet is that story amazing i think that is great news
my great news has to do with a teacher. Her name is Helma Wardenar. It's not. Well, she an, sounds hot. Yeah, well, super <laughs> hot. Um, she's a special ed teacher in Chicago, and she has worked with um, some of the same students since they were in kindergarten. And she was going to be doing a two-day trip. It's a hike in the woods. Students are going to look for signs of wildlife, just something that the kids look forward to each year. And there's one student in particular, Maggie, who has cerebral palsy, and she's not able to walk without a walker or she is either with a walker for limited time then in a wheelchair for the rest of the time. And she thought, well, as a school, it's so important that we include everyone. I have to figure out a way to get Maggie, this fourth grader, on this trip with us. So she looked into a ton of options. Um, she considered borrowing a friend's pony so she could be on the back of the pony. Turns out the Forest Preserve said pony's not allowed. Then she tried um, using a wheelbarrow, so she um, decided she would try that out in the school's garden, and it kept getting stuck, so that wasn't going to work. And she reached out to someone at an REI store in Chicago. They looked through all sorts of travel backpacks, carrier slings, everything, but nothing for a 62-pound little girl. Like, nothing would fit this child. Right. And she had all but given up, and then she found a new product called a freeloader. It's a backpack-style child carrier, um, but no room in the school budget, obviously, because there's never room in a school budget for, for anything. anything. And she decided, you know what? I'm going to buy this $300 carrier myself, and I'm going to carry Maggie around on my back for this two-day wow. hike. So long story short, she goes, Maggie has the time of her life. And when Maggie would sense that that her teacher was getting maybe a little winded, huffing and puffing a little too much, she would gently massage her neck and sing to her. Oh, that's sweet. As a distraction. Just one of the most beautiful stories. There's video as well that goes along. And it's so lovely. A teacher that would go, I mean, beyond above and beyond. She is amazing. And Maggie got to do it, got to go on this hike and make these memories. And that's my great news. Uh, mine is a waitress receiving a $3,000 tip for hard work and, quote, smiling. Michelle Bozeman just can't stop smiling. The 50-year-old waitress at Ramblin' Jack's Ribeye Restaurant in Napavine, Washington, got a very generous tip during her shift on Sunday evening. A couple traveling through town the bill was $44. The tip was $3,000. Wow. I first found out when a coworker said, do you realize you just got a $3,000 tip? She said that the restaurant was so busy, she didn't see it until the couple was gone. So she couldn't thank them. Yeah. She said, I looked at it and was astounded. On the back of the check, a note read, thanks for smiling. You work hard and the country is in a bad place. Oh. The note also requested that she do something good for somebody else with the money. Hey, don't tell me what to do with my money. Right? right? <laughs> Who are you? A lot, of, a lot of strings attached here. Come on. Right? <laughs> Bozeman, who's been working as a waitress for over 20 years, said the couple had asked her about her family, and she briefly talked about them and how she had supported her three kids as a single mom. She also mentioned to them how much she loved her job and the people she works with. They were really just a nice couple, she recalled. To pay it forward, Bozeman says she plans to share some of the money with her co-workers. She also plans to spoil her seven grandkids. She's 50. Oh, that's even... <laughs> that's a lot okay. of grandkids for a 50-year-old. But that's what she's going to do with it. The $3,000 tip for the waitress um, says, God bless the person who left it, and God bless the waitress who must really be excellent. So that's my 
Great news. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. They're idiots. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.